Hi, everyone. This is Mene with yet another exciting episode of our podcast, You Speak. I hope everyone is enjoying the summer by traveling and spending time with their loved ones. It feels so good to be ourselves again after this long pandemic. I'm very excited to introduce my guest to all my listeners today. I know most of you would find this interview quite relevant and informative as I will be talking to the CEO of CopyTalk, one of the largest transcription companies in the US. Without much ado, let me welcome Marie Mascari. Hi, Marie, how are you? A very warm welcome to you. (laughs) Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here and I'm doing fine. And I so appreciate you having me here today. Thank you. And you are most welcome. So let's start our conversation. So tell me when and how did you start Copy Talk? Tell us about the journey and what did you do before you started Copy Talk? Okay, first, I am not the founder of Copy Talk. I am the CEO. Okay. Um, Copy Talk was started back in 2001 as a transcription service originally geared to um, medical transcription, but organically grew into the financial services industry. And by that, I mean, you know, coming, I come from the financial, 30 years of the financial services industry and by regulatory mandates, financial um, advisors must document all of their client meetings and conversations. It's a regulatory issue. So organically, advisors started to use our service, and we eventually moved over away from medical transcription, and pretty much the majority of what we do is financial services. Um, So because of my background, and I started here as their CEO uh, just over 10 years now, um, and as I mentioned earlier, from 30 years of being in the financial services industry, I was an advisor, and then I led a team of close to 200 advisors throughout the state of Florida and Northern California. So it was, it was much ado. Um, but coming over to Copy Talk was a natural um, move for me because we still get to work with advisors in the financial services world, doing their transcripts um, and the like. Okay, so when you joined uh, Copy Talk, uh, was this still a medical transcription company? Yes, we started. They started Copy Talk. The founders, it's privately held. The founders started Copy Talk um, as a medical transcription company, but they started to get a lot of advisors using the service. Back in 2001, there were, wasn't too many. Um, services. I don't think, I mean, voice recognition was around, but it really wasn't widely adopted. Um, So organically, advisors found CopyTalk. And then the more we worked within the advisory um, industry, the more accounts that CopyTalk garnered. Okay. So um, so we're talking about the services. So is that do you still offer medical or it's only financial now? We, we don't, we do not really do medical transcription. Um, okay. We do have some home health care companies that use us. We work in the legal um, environment too. It's not only, it's not only um, financial services, but one of the reasons why financial services is a huge 
uh, market for us is because of our security and privacy protocols. And the way we do our business makes us quite unique um, in this space, in the, in the transcription space. Similar to medical transcription because you know they have PHI and PII, we do the same thing in the financial services arena. So anybody that is really very sensitive about their content, even sales organizations, generic sales organizations, use our service. I mean, we even have some auditors that use our service. Um, that's our main service of what we offer. We do have another line of business called Digiscribe, where we work for some closed captioning houses and we do media transcription. So we might do um, transcriptions of podcasts. We might do transcriptions of um, television shows or NFL clips, um, which is a unique subset of what we do. So we could do speaker ID um, and time stamping throughout presentations. And in today's world, the pandemic, especially where a lot of people were doing presentations online, um, you know, we offer through one of our closed captioning houses, uh, we only do English transcription, but we can offer transcription in other languages. Um, we can also do uh, on-demand captioning, closed captioning, offline captioning. So we've expanded our reach um, over the last few years to be able to offer all of these other services in addition to our mainstay, which is our mobile Stripe service. Okay, so um, so when did uh, you start this DigiScribe? When was this? How many years uh, back? When I, when I got here, it was here. However, it wasn't widely used. We needed to, to update some of our technology and the platform that we were doing it on. So I would say um, DigiScribe had a rebirth probably about six years ago is when okay. we, we really rebuilt some of the technology, expanded the capabilities, um, learned how to do time stamping and speaker ID. And, you know, we take our transcriptionists, our best of the best transcriptionists. And because the training is a little bit different than in our traditional mobile scribe transcription, um, and train them where they can be hybrid and they can do both mobile scribe business and digiscribe business. And those are typically our best of the best transcriptionists. Okay, so when hiring a transcriptionist, like both, both kinds, so what do you look for? And tell me the process. Well, the process um, is, is pretty simple. It's mostly online. Uh, they, we, we look for certain skill sets, mainly their typing speed, their accuracy, and because of the nature of our business and the privacy, we do background checks, both on educational and, and work-related, as well as criminal background checks. So we have a pretty long process. The training is all in-house, because one of the things that makes us unique is that we only use live transcriptionists. Before the pandemic, all of our transcriptionists worked in our facilities. So we have um, secure and controlled monitored facilities. Um, and we have managers that do oversight in these facilities. So everybody, since the pandemic, we had to do a subset of our transcriptionists that can work remote. 
So the training has to be in-house training until some of their metrics become conducive to what we look for before they can become a remote transcriptionist. But everybody does work on the security side. Everybody does work off of our, after they go through all our background testing, um, we train them for at least six weeks. Um, but again, the main thing that we look for is, you know, speed and accuracy of their, of their typing. There's a couple of other things that we look for. If they're not exactly at the speed that we look for, if their accuracy is really good, then we give them an opportunity to, to build up depending on the number of hours that they work. Okay. So, uh, you mentioned that you you train them here. So now you are doing it remotely also. So would you hire someone, say somebody is in UK? No, everything okay. that all our transcriptionists are US based. Currently. Okay. Part of our so, security protocol, yes. Okay, all right, that sounds good. So also I wanted to tell you, uh, or you may know, we offer an online program in general transcription and our graduates are an excellent fit to work in any transcription company. And we do have a job board also where you can post your job requirements anytime you want as we have over 6,000 potential transcriptionist resumes on our job board. And I know, and I want to thank you for being a valuable partner of ours. So yeah. <laughs> yes, we, have, we have many successful transcriptionists from your organization. So thank you. Wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> I realize you also offer a partners program. Would you like to tell us about its advantages and how anyone can become your partner? Okay. Our partner program is based for organizations that they look to partner with us. So like I mentioned earlier for the DigiScribe, we work with some closed captioning houses. That's usually our larger contracts. Um, we do some corporations that have the need to, to transcribe by the educational training materials or um, uh, their webinars that they present. In fact, um, we did a, a webinar jointly with one of our closed captioning houses because they needed it done in, in foreign languages. Um, it was 48 hours. It, it happened to be uh, an educational uh, firm that does anti-money laundering, which doesn't sound very sexy, but it's very <laughs> interesting when they go 48 hours around the globe presenting their platform, their, their webinars. And we were able to do the English transcription and our partner company um, was able to do real-time um, on-demand captioning in foreign languages as they were making the presentation in English. It was super, super cool to watch. So um, becoming a partner is just basically reaching out to me. It's usually a firm, an enterprise, that has um, an ongoing need for our services, whether it's our, whether it's capturing the, you know, in the financial world, advisors documentation on a regular basis, um, or it's a, a FinTech company that does a lot of um, podcasts or webinars or presentations or educational um, uh, agendas that need transcription, that need a transcript. So um, 
they partner with us and what we do is we collaborate on doing joint webinars so we're promoting both our services as well as theirs depending on what the partnership is all about if it's a fintech company sometimes you know a back office platform in the financial world it, it could be a fiduciary company um, that manages all the money movements um, and houses people's uh, actual uh, portfolios within their platform and they want to use our services to document whatever client meetings they may have or notes to those specific clients so we you know we we work in a lot you know we're like an octopus many it's like we're the nucleus of anything that needs to be transcribed you know so so we have antennas out in different arenas um, for people to become our partner so basically they reach out to me we have several conversations we form a partnership agreement and then we go from there so it's a pretty it's a pretty simple process but it can be quite unique depending on the person that would like to partner with us. Correct, okay. All right, so coming back to the topic of transcription, uh, what kind of security measures do you take for your client's data? Yeah, well, we are pretty much, um, <laughs> we take our, our security and private data privacy very seriously. So some of the things that we do is our transcriptionists Everything is done through our, our program, our platform. So our transcriptionists do not know who the who is who's done the dictation, what firm that they're from. Everything is done automatically through a code or a PIN number, if you will. So, and they're sitting at our stations if they're in our offices, in our facilities, which are located in Florida and in and in Georgia, or if they're remote they must work off of our equipment. So everything is locked down on our secure computers and, pl and platforms that we use. That's the first protocol. The second protocol is that we only keep our dictations for 60 days. So if some somebody has firm has sensitive information that they're dictating to us, it only stays on our service. And by the way, we're, we don't use the cloud. Everything is on our service, which is double, triple encrypted. Um, and so everything is stored there for only 60 days. So somebody using our service can listen to their transcription for that 60 day period. After that 60 days, it goes through a 21 day backup gestation period. And then it's wiped off of our service. We no longer have access. Well, we do have access to because we work in a lot of regulated industries like legal and financial, um, we would say that Joe advisor on this day at this time or at these times made these dictations, but we don't know what those transcripts said because most of the firm, all the firms pretty much that we work with are responsible for archiving their own documentations. So that eliminates a lot of risk of information, private information, as I mentioned earlier, PII, PHI, any private information that firms don't want out to the general public, it eliminates that risk of, you know, heaven forbid us ever got breached or, or um, 
one of our computers, you know, got hacked into or something, which, by the way, knock on wood, has never happened in our organization. So we're pretty we're pretty proud of the steps that we take um, to keep our information very secure. And that's one of the big things that we do. Some firms um, mandate that we have single sign-on, so they can only access their CopyTalk accounts through their company's platform, or they can block out dynamic numbers. It could be social security numbers. So we have a way in our system to say, this company doesn't want any account numbers if they're dynamic in nature, or social security numbers, even though somebody may be dictating that, we will not transcribe them. They will be blocked off of those transcriptions. So that further ensures some data privacy. Okay, so you're saying that after 60 days, you start um, to delete them or it goes to some uh, 20 days? Uh, what did you say? For it goes through days? a 21 day. We 21 days. Our, yeah, it's a 21 day gestation period. So that's the, the backup or the purge process. Okay, you know, so is, is that is that automated fully or it's, you, it's you do it manually? Oh, okay, all so right, got it. Perfect, perfect. Because every, everything, get, everything that we have on our server that has been transcribed, once it passed that 60 day period, winds up getting purged. Okay, sounds good. Okay, and how do you ensure the accuracy of your transcripts? Ah, uh, we, we <laughs> that's always a great question. Um, we have a phenomenal, QA team, a quality assurance team. We also have a phenomenal QA, QA team. So we go through a process. Every, anybody new on board is 100%, their work before it goes out is 100% QA. They must meet certain thresholds before they actually take on live transcriptions. So we make sure that the person that we're training is fully competent to, to take some live transcriptionists before we give them uh, some, some live jobs, if you will. That's the first part. So that's 100% QA. As we see that their um, accuracy is on point, we're not looking for perfection, but we really strive to be a 98 to a 99% accuracy. And we accomplish that um, overall we kind of turn back the QA process for that particular transcript. If we, we also have a process where our clients can rate their transcripts. And if our rating is anything, it's, it's excellent, good, fair, poor, or unacceptable. Anything, and it goes from one to five, five being exceptional um, or excellent. So anything that is three or below, that's fair or below is automatically tagged. And we go back to not only the transcriptionist, but one of their, either their supervisor or their operations manager, one of the management team to review the transcription with the person, with the transcriber. So um, it's either educational on the transcriber part, sometimes, and it does happen, Sometimes when we do an audit, we, we first create an audit before we go back to the transcriptionist to evaluate what went wrong. Sometimes it's on the part of our clients. Sometimes our clients are mumbling. They go, rah, 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 and so you can't understand what they're saying. 
Sometimes they're running through an airport or they may be driving in a car with the window down and the noise from, from the winds coming into the car muddles their, their dictation. So then sometimes we have to go back to the client and re-educate them on how to be, how to make a good dictation. Um, and that happens as well. So we, we work it from both ends um, when they're evaluating the transcripts. And I've personally speaking, spoken to some of our clients and saying, you're mumbling through this. If you're making 30 transcriptions in one day, you know, or one seating, then you're going like this. And because you're going so fast, we can't understand what you're saying. So let's kind of figure out a better way for you to do your process. And that typically works. If we have repeat offenders or if a transcriptionist is constantly getting dinged, either by the QA team or by our clients, then we have to make a decision that either they're going to do extensive more training or maybe the role is not the right role for them. Mm -hmm. So uh, we do go through several different processes to make that happen. But we always try to, to raise up our transcriptionists to be the best of the best for our clients. Um, and we want to deliver the, the best quality, the most accurate um, within the timeframes that we commit to on our service level deliveries. Well, good. Kudos to all your effort. <laughs> for yeah, it's, doing it's quite the process. Yeah, I'm sure it, it seems but like also, that. Also, you know, the way we compensate our transcriptionists really goes in tune with what our expectations are. So our transcriptionists can earn very good living, you know, based on their speed and their accuracy on a continued basis, because we, we have you know, we subset our transcriptionists to like our VIP transcriptionists or our proscribes that like are the best of the best. Because sometimes our firms that are very, very conservative um, require that we work with the most tenured, you know, we, we, we pay a little bit more to our tenured transcriptionists. You know, we have a, a process for a, a career advancement if they would like. So we really, go above and beyond most firms um, because they're employees, they're not independent contractors, they are our employees. Um, and we want to establish a fun place to work, you know, a fair place to work, certainly, you know, a diverse place to work. And, um, but we also have to deliver for our clients the best of the best. That's, that's what we expect. So do all of your transcriptionists, are they all in-house or uh, any one of them are uh, independent contractor? We do not employ, we, we do not employ independent contractors. Everybody okay. is employed by us. Oh, so okay. you have, there's some transcriptionists that are independent and work for different firms mm -hmm. because of our security protocol protocol. And the, the business that we bring in and, and the, the amount of business that we bring in, um, we don't allow our transcriptionists to work anyplace else, doing not to work anyplace else, but not to do transcription for any other firms. Okay, perfect. Yeah. So um, according to you, uh, is transcription a good work from home job? You know, I, I, I think it is. Um, the reason why... We, you know, pre-pandemic, we never had remote transcriptionists. Through the pandemic, we were forced to um, do that. And I, I think, you know, a hybrid model is probably the model 
that's here to stay. We have, um, and we can we can offer the best of both worlds to our clients. Some some insist that we only use um, in-house transcriptionists. Some some don't care if they work from home because of our security protocols. They're not working on their own equipment. They're working. We supply all the equipment. We supply all the security um, uh, platforms that are on our our um, computers. The the everything, the headsets, the foot pedals, every anything and everything that a, a transcription it needs comes from us. They don't have to purchase anything because they are our employees and because they have to work on our systems. But I do think in some instances. Um, it can be nice to, you know, everybody likes to work from home to a certain degree, but because our transcriptionists can go into our um, portals and they can basically book their own hours. They can work an hour one day here, four hours this day. Uh, we just ask that they work a minimum of 16 hours per week um, because, and that, and that really is the, the science behind that is really to get a new transcriptionist to being becoming a more proficient proficient transcriptionist in our environment, so I think and and our work from home is pretty pretty strict. I mean, we have pretty strict protocols that it's got to be a quiet place with no interruptions, no other you know family members or friends or roommates around you while you while you're on site. And um, there are times where we can go in. I know it's a little creepy. Um, but in our facilities, you know, it's it's like a big facility, um, and we have our supervisors, our operations supervisors, and our manager that are spread throughout the office, so they can answer questions. Um, they can be there to look at something if somebody has a question about something. It's it's a, a lot easier when you're in the office for those that need ongoing training. For those that are more tenured um, and they want to work remote and they they pass the test, you know, when they work from home, if they have a camera on their equipment, you know, at any time we can take a look in and make sure that they're meeting our security protocols about, you know, clean space, no personal devices around them where they can't capture any information, you know, whatever information they may have. Um, and there's nobody else in the room to kind of shoulder surf over the the transcription that they're or the the, the dictation that they're transcribing. So it is it is uh, it is uh, pretty locked down, if you will. But I, I think there's a case for both an in-house and a remote transcriptionist. Absolutely. Especially in today's world. Mm -hmm. Great. Well, uh, I wish I was not this time constrained, but this wraps up my conversation with Marie today. I appreciate your coming and talking to me on our show. I wanted to add here that you were an ideal guest for our audience, as most of them work in the linguistic field. Before I let you go, please tell my audience where and how they can find you. Sure. Um, if anybody wants to reach out to us, they can go to our website, which is www.copytalk.com, or they can give our, our customer service team a call at 
9825. And if they just go option two, that'll bring you to customer service. We do have, once you reach out to us, we do have another website if anybody wants to take our typing test or apply. Uh, we look for transcriptionists mainly in Florida and Georgia at this point, because that's where our facilities are based. Perfect. So we're, 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 we're open. <laughs> Good. I'm sure uh, my audience are listening and they will do uh, just that. So um, thank you, Marie, and I wish you continued success with your future endeavors. All the best to you and Copy Talk. And um, uh, bye and let's keep in touch. <laughs> thank you all so much for listening and I hope this was very helpful. It was. It, it was. You. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. All right, everyone. I look forward to our next episode of You Speak. Take care and share this with anyone who may find it interesting. Please check out our website at www.transcriptioncertificationinstitute.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, and Twitter. Bye and have a great day.